Welcome to the Freedom Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Jean Moncrief, and every week I answer your questions or go behind the scenes with special guests to uncover their secrets to building a valuable business, a business that brings you joy, and when the time's right, you can sell at a premium. If you're looking for a dream team of experts to help you maximize the value of your business and find the freedom you dreamt of as an entrepreneur, then you're in the right place. I was out in my afternoon or morning run yesterday, and I was listening to Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. If if you're an entrepreneur, he's certainly somebody you want to follow, and uh, his podcast is brilliant as well. Inside Strategic and uh, Inside Strategic Coach. And yesterday, I had on a guest, Teresa Elsler, I think her name is, and she was talking about uniqueness. She was talking about how important it is for all of us to to discover our unique abilities and how these are ultimately uh, our differentiators in life. So when you're doing things that you find energize you, that you get lost in doing, that, um, you, that, you, that you really enjoy doing, and that you spend more and more time working on you, you start to master these things and uh, time disappears when you work on them. So you, you get into flow. She was talking about how you need to look for those kind of things in your life. And then on the flip side of that, we have those things that we do that drain out our energy and that just drive us crazy. And, and then we need to think about how we can eliminate these things in our lives. And the, the whole podcast was really interesting and I'll put it into the show notes. But what it got me thinking is, what about business? What about the businesses that we, we build and create? And how do we go about finding uh, our uniqueness or the business's uniqueness? And how important is that for building really valuable, healthy businesses? Because if you imagine you have a business and you start off doing something that you do really well, you, you, you're trying to solve a problem and you're trying to make a difference uh, in the world to, to your customers. But like most entrepreneurs, we are um, sort of pulled away by the next shiny object or we, we tend to be opportunistic and start to having, offer new services and different things. And before we know it, we've, we've got this whole spread of products and services that we, we deliver. And my thinking is that in doing that, do we lo- use our unique, lose our uniqueness? And if we start losing our uniqueness, is this where our culture starts to take a turn for the worst and we can't look after our customers properly and we become another Me Too business? And the challenge with the Me Too business is that it's pretty easy given enough time and resources to copy. And when somebody copies at your business, um, you're in this constant battle to sell yourself, to market yourself. Um to have a sustainable, valuable business. So what I want to do today is I want to go through this idea of creating uniqueness in your own business. And I want to share just four frameworks I think that can be helpful for you to uncover this in your business. And in a recent article that I've been, I've spent the past four weeks working on this article. It's around the core four, these core four things that can make a huge difference to your, to the value of your business. And one of the things, or one of those core four is the sustainable uh, competitive advantage, building a sustainable competitive advantage in your business. And if you think about it, it's like having a castle and building a moat around that castle. And I think that uniqueness plays a huge role 
in building that moat around your castle and the, the, creating this very uh, valuable foundation for, for your business that ultimately come time to sell, can sell at a premium. And it's really, really important that you you find this and you don't land up with that kind of me too business. So today I'm going to walk you through um, four frameworks that can help you to find that uniqueness in your business. But before we do that, let's just talk a little bit more about what a unique differentiator is and give you some examples of that. So that helps you kind of get a bit of clarity on it. And, And basically a unique differentiator is something that is almost impossible or very difficult or extremely expensive for your competitors to replicate. So those examples I was talking about, take Amazon. Yeah, Amazon started out as a an online bookseller and where they are right now is they've got this super advanced distribution network, this really unique distribution network that is brings convenience and customer service, great customer service, um, or delivers convenience and great customer service and and delivers something to my door almost the same day that I order it in some instances. A convenience that has, was never there before. So Amazon consciously probably worked on building this unique distribution network. They invested heavily in building that. Uh, with Coca-Cola, it's their brand. With, Glo- with Google, it's their proprietary search algorithm. Uh, with slightly smaller companies like Basecamp, it's the culture and the way that they work. And Jason Fried talking about changing the way that we work and making an impact uh, on on how we work that attracts people to that organization. And then my one of my coaches, advisors, whatever you want to call him, Frank Kern, has this super quirky personality which attracts me. He describes himself, aside from all the wonderful marketing things that he does, but he describes himself, if you do a search on him, as the ninth worst surfer in California, which just speaks to this quirky personality. He's laid back. He's a surfer kind of dude. But hell, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to building automated marketing uh, campaigns and and selling online and, and running Facebook ads and, and all of those good things. So those businesses that I went through, yeah, we've got the really big Amazons with this amazing convenience and, and customer service which they built over time and that's kind of their unique uh, distribution network. You've got Coca-Cola and you've got Google and Google's proprietary search algorithm. You've got Basecamp and, and then you've got folks like Frank Kern. Um, and for some organizations, this this differentiator can be just baked in from the beginning. I imagine Frank Kern, it was probably baked in. It's his personality. It's what it's all about. Much bigger organization than Frank's uh, Virgin. Richard Branson's personality, his uniqueness is baked into that organization from the start. Whereas I imagine Amazon and Basecamp and folks like that had to build or cultivate that uniqueness in the business. And it, it was done over time. So if your business doesn't have this unique differentiator, it's in a very precarious position. And you know, given time and money and whatever, anybody can copy your business. It's very difficult to stop a copycat from kind of cropping up and then doing things cheaper and faster than you're doing and, and you'll end up in serious trouble. And part of being in a global operating in a global world is that somebody in a geographic region can copy what you do pretty quickly and do it possibly a lot cheaper and maybe a lot faster than you do. 
So fact is, you're always going to struggle to build a brand that customers are fiercely loyal around if it's just another Me Too product. And I think that's the crux of what I want to get across today, is there's so much Me Too going on out there. It's time to find your uniqueness. And that's what I was inspired by while I was running and listening to, to Teresa, is that there are these things that in our businesses and in our personal lives um, or pro professional lives, and I, I guess I'm looking at an entrepreneur or a business owner or sole, sole, solopreneur, whatever you call it, there are those things that frustrate us, that drain our energy, um, but that we do because they earn us a bit of money. And then there are those things that energize us, that, that we love doing and that we sort of get lost in time when we're doing them. And in those things, in those things that uh, we absolutely love doing, there is this uniqueness. And I think when a business starts, it's it's there. Um, but as that business grows and scales, it's easy to lose that uniqueness and become another me too company. And I hope I'm getting that point across well. So as I said, the fact is that you're always going to struggle to build a brand that customers are super loyal to around this me too product or service. And to give you an example of this, marketing is rife with it at the moment. There are just so many digital marketing agencies. It's There are very few barriers to entry. There's nothing unique about them. And most marketing agencies start off doing something and then land up being a full service marketing agency. Uh, and I, for one, am wary of dealing with most full service marketing agencies because they really don't have this this unique ability. However, that said, there are some brilliant agencies out there in Euphoric, uh, I've used as an example before, they only focus on the food services and catering industry, and they do that very, very well. So sales and marketing in a Me Too business is also going to always be this uphill struggle. So imagine now you've created your business and it, you're going wider and wider and, and um, doing more and more things actually selling and marketing those becomes a, a huge struggle and gets very expensive if there's nothing truly unique about your offer. I mean, if if you can find that thing that's truly unique, then the whole selling process, the whole marketing process becomes a lot, lot easier. And, you know, in truth, customers are not going to easily shift either from one supplier to another if there's not this significant difference. I mean, you, you're not going to shift uh, simply for a small change in price or a slightly different or better product. It There needs to be an order of magnitude before you take the risk to shift to um, another uh, supplier. Um, so, so if you come in with another Me Too offer with slight price difference or slight change, it's going to be very difficult for you to attract people away uh, and you're going to have to do a huge amount of marketing at uh, very costly marketing to attract new customers. Um, and that's not going to be the case if you have a unique differentiator that seriously sets you, you apart. So what I want you to encourage is to try and find that. Uh, and let me tell you, once you've found it, your marketing is going to become a lot easier because you've got this genuinely unique business. Your marketing, your selling becomes a, almost a piece of cake rather than having this me too provider where you're just competing with, with everybody else. So let's get into those four simple ways that you can help or that can help you find that unique differentiator and land on something that really sets your business apart.
apart from all the rest. And luckily, you don't have to go out and reinvent the whole wheel for this. Um, instead, just use these four frameworks, and there's others out there, uh, and they can help you to transform your business a little bit from where you are now, perhaps even if you are copycatting a bit to something that's new. So the first one is to use um, competition as a point of differentiation. It's it's very simple but effective. So take a look at what your competitors are doing. Take a very close look at what they're up to and then ask yourself, what are they not doing? And counterintuitively, this might actually come from what they're really good at. So I'll give you a good example of how this, a lot of good's going on here, a good example of how this um, plays out. You got Gillette and Wilkinson Sword. Growing up as a... a um, in my 20s or so, there were always ads for Gillette, for Wilkinson Sword, and these guys were always advertising against each other new technology and shaving. So, I don't know, there was like one blade, then two blades, and three blades, and four blades, and five blades, and swivel heads, and then heads that angle this way, and heads that do that. And they kept adding this new technology to kind of outsell each other. And every time they added this new shaving tech, they charged more. And as a consumer, I can remember saying, why the hell am I paying so much for bloody shaving blades? And then along comes Dollar Shave Club. They saw the, the strength of the, the technology and these two competing with each other. And they basically turned it into a weakness. And, and they understood that as a consumer, I didn't want to be paying a fortune for all of this tech. So they ran this advert that went viral that basically said, stop paying for shave, shaving tech you don't need. They got into my head and they knew what I wanted. And you know, as a plucky little startup, they offered another option to uh, captivate the, the audience. And that was basically a cheaper, more convenient alternatively, uh, sorry, cheaper, more convenient alternative to what is essentially needlessly complex and expensive incumbents in the industry who were dominating the market. And by turning the competition's strength into a weakness, Ultimately, Dollar Shave Club carved out this unique differentiator, this uniqueness, and it, it ran through their whole culture in their business to the point where Unilever acquired them, I think, five years after starting up for around a billion dollars. So it just goes to show the big dent that you can make in a market by looking for gaps in your competitors' strategies, whether those gaps are in their strengths or their weaknesses, but take a look at your competitors and look at what they're not doing or what they're doing insanely well, but where there's a weakness. Number two, find a unique way of doing things that others aren't doing. So I once read about this dentist in Arizona who transformed the whole dental business, basically taking the run of the mill terror out of, uh, <laughs> out of dentistry and created a spa so you'd come into this this place that looked more like a spa than a, than a dentist's office and got your massage and your spa treatment. And by the time you landed up in the dental chair, you were completely relaxed and you actually enjoyed going to the dentist. So by reimagining the whole experience of visiting a dentist, this entrepreneur had quickly attracted a customer base that were coming from far and wide to experience this unique approach to dentistry. Hell, if we were able to fly at the moment, I might have even tried it. And there's, there's loads of examples for this. I, another one comes to mind is this uh, First We Feasts Hot Ones interviews or whatever it's called, where you have celebrities on. It's the usual take on the interview process. 
um, or, or they've taken the usual interview process, but they've added some hot sauces to it. And I watched this thing with Ricky Gervais and the two of them are sitting across the table from each other doing a normal interview, but it, it's kind of punctuated with tastes of different hot sauces and his facial expressions and his descriptions. And it's just a whole new take on the interview process, something unique, finding a unique way of doing something that already exists. Um, so you kind of want to get out there and you want to find what makes your your business unique and you can do that by changing the way or looking for something unique about the way a service is already being delivered if you think of the dentist going to the spa uh, interviews adding tasting to the interviews and then i've came across this other one by accident uh kind of scrolling or reading doing some research for this podcast and there's a folk, a chap who sells potatoes and makes ten thousand a month selling potatoes with pe- with little messages etched on them. So he's carved messages onto the potato, packages them up, and sends them out. And in fact, I think he's put pictures onto them. So you've just had a baby. Your um, wedding, wedding. You've just had a wedding. Your baby, uh, uh, Mother's Day, whatever it is. So wherever you used to send out a card, he's sending out spuds with a message etched on it. Congratulations, whatever they are. And he's making 10,000 months sending people potatoes etched with personalized messages. Sustainable? I don't know. Unique? Hell yeah. All right, number three, let's move on. Adopt a memorable personality. Uh, you know, if, if you kind of lean toward this and you've got this personality, bigger than life, larger than life personality, uh, and for me, it's always Richard Branson who comes to mind the crazy things that he did with hot air balloons and boats and uh, whatever he got up to in promoting Virgin Group he was this magnetic personality that attracted people to Virgin he was out there taking on the big guys he was out there disrupting industries and the same thing applies to folks like Elon Musk at Tesla or Kanye West with his Yeezy sneakers you're taking that personality that memorable personality and you're using it to create uniqueness in your business. And you know, love it or loathe it, you can't ignore these people. Um, and, and that gives their business this kind of built-in unique selling proposition. Whether you, whether you like Branson or, or Musk or Kanye or whatever it is, you're going to hear about them, you're going to hear about their businesses, and it creates this uniqueness. And you don't have to be a billionaire larger-than-life person to do this either. I remember when... Back in 99, moving our business and opening the office in London, my partner went on ahead of me. And one evening, he said to me, I've got to take you to this Chinese place for dinner. And it's called Mr. Wonky, and it's in Soho in London. So off we go down there. And he said, just, you know, go along with the show. So we ate down there, and basically the bottom line is the service is fundamentally comically bad. You know, the owner and the, the waiting staff would actually go out of their way to be rude to you. And people ate this up they'd bark out orders when you when you arrived i remember sitting down and saying can we get a beer and the chap saying to me no no you order first food first then you can have your beer uh basically insulting customers who asked for a knife and fork and because obviously chopsticks were the thing there <laughs> i don't think they were expecting us to eat with our fingers yet but um yeah insulting customers who asked for a knife and fork and if they felt that your tip was too low when you left they chase you out the door and moan at you so they created this whole uh, unique personality with a restaurant. And of course, it's not popular with everybody 
or it's not the kind of service you expect to get in the typical British restaurant. But it gave Wonky this cult status, not just in London, but around the world. Um, so it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, you may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you'll still become this sort of, you'll still be remembered, just like Wonky is this restaurant that I can remember decades ago. And you will attract a tribe or your tribe. So that's number three we want. Adopt some kind of memorable personality if you feel that way inclined, if you if something you can pull off. And, and there's a lot of folks who are doing that these days. Then the number four, create a talking point in your business. So Cheesecake Factory is a great example of this. Did they uh, think this through initially? I don't know, but their menu is miles long and people tweet about it everywhere as being kind of as long as the Lord of the Rings or something. It's it's a uh, it, it's like reading a novel when you go in for, for a slice of cheesecake and coffee. And they're just choice, you know, one choice after another. So people start talking about that menu and it becomes a talking point of that restaurant. There are hotels that do it with cookies. Wendy's does it with um, by dropping the corporate speak on social media and basically ruthlessly roasting the competition. I, I think McDonald's accidentally put out a tweet not so long ago around Black Friday time, I think, and that tweet said, need copy and link. Hmm. Obviously, somebody down there in the social media department forgot to fill in the need copy and link portion with whatever was good about Black Friday from McDonald's. And Wendy's immediately jumped on it and tweeted out, when the tweets are bro uh, is broken as the ice cream machine. Very simple, but they have these memorable tweets that are kind of like a roast. And then you've got things like Death Wish Coffee and Nando's in South Africa. There was a time when uh, Burger King was running an ad for the Whopper and showing a hamburger that was aging because it doesn't have preservatives and obviously taking a knock against McDonald's. And along came Nando's and said, well, here's our, our, our burger and it's gone in a few seconds because uh, nobody will wait that long to eat it. It tastes so good. So Nando's had these fantastic uh, marketing campaigns and they became talking points. So a lot of companies are renowned for these 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 talking points and they are things that have got to come naturally you can't just uh, sort of uh try and create them they they almost need to come out of your business naturally so saying oh we're going to make this a talking point doesn't often work it, it's almost got to be something that people are talking about your business already uh so word of warning on this one when you're brainstorming these talking points uh, to form this differentiator start by making sure it's actually really a talking point and one way of doing this is trying to picture maybe a newspaper headline uh, around your talking point and thinking to yourself, well, if I heard about this, is it something that I basically would want to read or uh, th that I couldn't resist reading? So once you come up with the ideas for your talking point, ask yourself, is this something I, I um couldn't help resist reading. And I, I, there's a book about a call talking points, I think, by Jay Bear. I'll put that into the show notes. But Jay goes through a whole lot of ideas around creating your talking points, creating your uniqueness. And he talks about a tailor, I think, that sews things, mess little messages into the inside lining of the suit and the zipper and all sorts of places. Um, I, and I think it's a tailor that he buys his clothes from. So make sure that it's not contrived and that it's it's a really a, a real talking point. And then if, if it's written about... You know, if you imagine the headline, uh, headline 
about uh, message in the message in my Zippo or something like that. It's something that you'd want to read more about. Okay, so summing up, it's your turn now. What I want you to do is to go out and start thinking about what makes your business unique so they can help you to find that sustainable competitive advantage. And in doing that, you're going to have far better marketing. It's going to be much easier to sell your business and it's going to help you to, to dig that moat around your castle. It's, it's that way of digging that moat uh, and securing your market position so that your competitors can't simply sort of come in and, and take over. And it really lies in that being unique because you love doing what you're doing. You're going back to what I was saying earlier from Teresa. You're finding things that your company loves doing, that you're insanely good at doing, that you keep, that is a business you keep learning about, that is a business you get into the flow. And in doing that, this, this uniqueness bubbles up and it forms part of the moat that you build around your business to create the sustainable competitive advantage. So in short, it's one of the best things you can do to improve the value of your business because when somebody else, an acquirer looks at your business and wants, is thinking of buying it, this uniqueness that you've created, if it's transferable, um, and the competitive advantage you've created with it becomes infinitely more valuable than all the Me Too businesses around you. So as I say, it's your turn now. Go off, use these four frameworks and come up with your unique selling point and uh, set your business apart from the competition. All right. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. You know, if you're interested in potentially working with me to build a more valuable business that really does thrive without you, and come time to sell, attracts outlandish offers, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, John Moncrief, or my website, johnmoncrief.com, and drop me a note. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please support the show by leaving a review and a rating and subscribing to hear future episodes. Thanks very much for tuning in. I appreciate your time.